What's up, my fellow monkeys? Hey, you're listening to show number 12. This is your old buddy, The Armed Ape, and you're listening to The Armed Ape Podcast. I'm your host, Tony. On today's show, we're going to do a review that we got from Yins, and he's got a reloader. It's a Lee Pro 1000. I'll also talk about my uh, reloading setup that I have, which is just a single-stage press, and I'll talk a little bit different about what some of the differences are later for those of you guys that don't know. Um, I didn't get any, I kind of had waited a while and to see if anybody else was going to send in anything for this show, but I didn't get any other stuff on reloading or anything like that. So we're going to go ahead and do that today. Now, if you are new to reloading or you're an old hand and you, and I give you some bad information or do whatever, go ahead, send in a review, send me an email or an MP3 or call me on the voicemail and uh, do that or if you're listening to this show and it's been uh, two or three months or six months down the road it doesn't matter go ahead and send a review in and we'll 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 uh, go ahead and play it on the show uh before we jump into it uh let's see what are we going to do on the show today i think i'll go ahead and play a song uh, and then when uh when i get back from that we'll go ahead and do the contact info and then we will jump into the reviews. And that's pretty much going to be it. I may have some rambling at the end, but I think today's show is going to be a little bit shorter. All right, let's jump into some music. Macht 
Welcome back. I have absolutely no idea what those words were. So if they're really offensive or anything, I guess uh, Jens will have to tell me. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed it. I like the music. I like the sound of the guy's voice and all that stuff. So, All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into Jens' review. I'm just going to go ahead and drop that in now. It's about the Lee Pro 1000, which is reloading equipment. So take over, Yins. Okay, Tony, you asked for it, you got it. The review of a used Libro 1000. I got into reloading with a used and slightly rusty Libro 1000 that the previous owner had stored somewhat too damp, but luckily there was no rust on any important parts. However, some oil must have gotten into the primer feed, so it doesn't work properly. There's a simple rule in Germany, if it doesn't work, add oil until it does. Not really helpful on plastic, it becomes brittle and rough. So the primers that, that go in, well, stay there, but don't ever reach the actual cases. So I only put in the first die and the, the, the deprimer and resizing separately. In the meantime I bought a single stage press and I don't have to swap the dies around anymore. I do the priming with a handheld tool. Having to seat primers separately also has its advantages. I can check each and every case at least twice and I usually clean the primer pockets as well. Cleaning the used cases turned out to be rather easy. I use a plastic container, add some of the cheapest off-brand vinegar-based household cleaner and hot water. Put that on top of the dryer and rinse thoroughly afterwards, drying the brass on an old towel for about a day. All the carbon and dirt that didn't wash off is usually caked together and falls off during the reloading process. So back to the Lee Pro 1000. The first station is empty, the second holds the Lee expanding and filling die, and the seating crimping die is in the third station. The Autodisc powder filler had been modified by the previous owner, so I replaced the modified disc with the adjustable version. That one works really well, and for weighing the amount of powder I closed the primer pocket of a used case with the solder and filed the bottom flush afterwards. I then weigh the powder charge on a digital scale until I get to about the middle of what the reloading manual recommends as minimum and maximum loads. So any variations don't result in a, in a catastrophic over or underload. During reloading I noticed that the powder filler doesn't always return to the after dispensing load. Lee offers a chain-driven add-on to remedy this problem, but I haven't, have, haven't tried it yet. A friend had the chain break on his press, so I don't think I'm going to bother. However, even though I usually check every case while loading, the powder I had selected for a batch of 38 special didn't really fill the cases. It only came up to about a third, and when shooting this batch I have to camp the revolver to the back to get the powder close to the primer, at each shot. Additionally, I couldn't really see the powder in the cases, which resulted in a few squib loads. So, hmm. in the meantime I've decided to pull that whole batch apart and redo it with a different powder. After loading several hundred cartridges, the powder reservoir broke, right where it's held in place with two simple screws. Since that was the old brownish one and the replacement was orange and felt less brittle, I think they've changed the plastic since then. 
However, since it's sitting on an aluminum holder, the proper way to remedy this problem once and for all would be to drill and tap that holder in each of its four corners with proper long guide holes in the edges of the actual reservoir. On the other hand, a scrip load is no problem when checking each case before seating the projectile. When there's no powder in there, I can just omit the projectile and put the case back in the case feeder, which would be a hassle if I didn't hand prime the cases. This way one minor flaw helps me avoid a bigger flaw, if you can see the powder if in each case, that is. One more annoyance is the exit ramp, where the finished cartridges are supposed to slide into a waiting container. With 38 Special or 357 Magnum, they, stand, they tend to just stay there and block each, block each other or tumble out at just about any part of the reloading cycle and miss the container. So I've gotten into the habit of swiping out the previous cartridge when inserting the next, next projectile. One more thing. In the meantime, I've also reloaded 9mm Luger on that press and it worked quite well. Changing the shell plate wasn't too difficult, but I should spend the money for additional head plates to hold the die sets, as they make these changes much easier. As an aside, the rimless rounds slide off the exit ramp much easier. So, to summarize, does it do what it's supposed to do? On the whole, yes. Modifications I did, the variable powder feed and hand priming. Modifications I'd like to see done during production. A sturdier powder reservoir. If I'm not mistaken, Lee offers two or three different powder fillers for their progressive presses, so that might already have been done. Another modification would be a longer and rounder exit ramp, basically an open funnel that would reach beyond the base, over or into a container on the left-hand side of the press. So much for the review. Back to you, Tony. Jens had also sent me an email, and he had said that he had one little extra thing that he wanted to add, and he was going to do a, another MP3, and I said, ah, don't worry about it, just read it in. Uh, and what he wrote in was that sometimes a case gets stuck out of alignment during the reloading process, and that's, of course, going to stop everything. After this has happened a few times, it becomes clear where it's blocked, and this happens because there are no springs to hold the cases in the shell plate. One of the problems is short stroking, uh, which can shift the shell plate out of sync, but another half stroke will usually rectify that. So, and that's just kind of hit at his, excuse me, added a little snippet there. I'd like to uh, thank Jens for going ahead and sending that in for us, and uh, appreciate that. You know, I had looked, a lot of the points he makes and a lot of the things that he talks about are... I guess maybe some of the common problems you find with some of the Lee stuff. But we'll go ahead and we'll get to those here in a little bit. Um, let's go ahead and I'll jump in with my review. I actually have, and I'm going to go to Lee's website here real quick. I had bought my um, single stage press. It's a Lee. It's called the Lee Breach Lock Challenger Press. Now, what this basically does is it's set up to where the old, the old presses, single-stage presses, on the top of the press is a threaded insert, and that's where you screw in the dies to. And on your die, you have a nut. And then what you're supposed to do is you screw it down into the press, and then you take that nut, and that's what you use to tighten it. The problem 
always came that when you went to take that out is you would have to loosen that up up or you'd have to you know screw the unscrew the die and so it would it would mess up your setting a little bit and what Lee tried to do is they came up with a thing where it would have a, uh, a removable bushing and it's basically a, a steel kind of bushing it's threaded on the outside and it's threaded on the inside and on the inside diameter those fit your die so you screw your die into that thing and then you you make your adjustment and then you tighten your nut down onto that bushing and then you don't have to worry about changing any of your uh, any of your settings on the individual dies. All you do is you press a button that's on top of the of the press, and you can rotate it a, like a quarter turn, and it and you can take the whole thing out, bushing and and uh, die all together. Well, part of the problem with that is that you have to buy if you're going to do that, and you've got several calibers. You have to buy several different of those of those bushings for each one of your dies. And had I do it to do over again, I think I would probably go with a different press, maybe like a Hornady or something like that, that where I could actually just screw the die into the top. And the reason is that nut that I talked about before that goes actually on the die, on the Lee, it's just a regular nut and it's got a little washer in there and you spin it down but it doesn't really lock in too well on Hornady dies and what I did is I just bought the replacements they have a split nut and what you can do is once you get it set you can actually tighten that nut onto the die to where it won't move so you can screw it and unscrew it and once you've got it set it just goes right in there and this works with the bushings um, the problem is with sometimes the way when you're adjusting it is there's again there's that there's a button on top where you can you're able to push that button down and then take that bushing out um, sometimes that nut from Hornady kind of gets in the way now I've, I've got it mine set up for you know nine millimeter and 357 and stuff like that but I ended up probably having to buy some extra things that I that I didn't want to do and when I was first getting into it I thought well this this actually sounds pretty good it would make it to where I could get them set exactly the way I want and then I don't have to worry about it but even when you're taking them out uh, with that breech like I'm gonna just call it like the the breech bushing sometimes it can move a little uh, but I've I've done enough reloading now to where that's not a big deal uh, but like I said I think if I were gonna do it over again I'd probably get maybe the Hornady brand so let's start asking some of our questions does this uh, what was this thing designed to do and it's designed to basically reload ammunition but it does it sort of one of those one operation at a time so it'll deprime it at once on one set with another set of, it deprimes it actually and reforms it on one with one set of die the next die uh, kind of stretches it out uh, and opens up the case mouth so that you you can actually get the bullet in the next die after that seats the bullet and closes up that case mouth around the bullet again so it does all that stuff and it does that stuff fine and it's not a problem so from the actual standpoint of how the actual press works that works fine if we look at the kit or the concept of it as a whole eh, I, I think this is where a lot of the cons come in the powder measure that you get I, I found to be hard to work with it's hard to adjust it I have to I have to tap the side of it to make sure the powder comes out 
the safety powder scale that they give you while supposedly it's you're going to be able to have all this real finite or uh, uh, super fine uh, measuring and weighing on that it's, it's a pain in the butt to use um, and I didn't think it was very accurate in fact I ended up going out and buying a digital scale uh, as, as far as uh, the little hand auto primer that you can what you can do is you can you have a little kind of like a squeeze mechanism that works fine I don't have any problem with that the, the little funnel that they give you to pour the powder you know funnels a funnel you can't really you know fuck that up too bad um, and then the little shell casings and stuff and the workmanship is all fine on that stuff all that stuff works okay and it does fine and it and it's at the time I think I got mine for a hundred dollars it was on sale so to get all that stuff for that price was still pretty good and I don't reload tons and tons and tons so that when I do go out there uh, I, I tend to you know do a, a relatively small batches at a time so it's not that big a deal um, like I said it also comes with uh, like a deburr and a chamfering little thing and it comes with a, a, a primer pocket cleaner uh, but again, like I said, if I had to do it over again, I would probably just buy a, a, a press that I kind of liked, a single one, or I would maybe even get like a turret one where I could, where I could rotate the turret around, and that way I could have one die set up to deprime it and resize, and the next, then I could rotate that turret, and it, you know, it would do uh, more things for me that way. Um, now, having said that, one good thing about a single stage is it, it basically it forces you to do things pretty much one step at a time. And what it the the pros of that is that it makes you be kind of by default it makes you be very careful because you're doing things one at a time. It, you're much less likely to get what they would call maybe like um, a double charge. So you're not going to double up on the powder. It's going to make you a lot less likely to forget to have something that primed or, or a primer that goes in backwards because you're doing them one at a time and looking at them. Um, what I would like to see done as far as modifications, ooh, there's a lot of them. Again, they need a much better powder scale. They need a much better powder thrower or powder measure. I think those are basically garbage. And you know when I was doing a little bit of research, a lot of the a lot of the things that I came across sort of said the same thing. The scales crap and the powder measures crap. Just buy a new one. Uh, and still, you know, for the since the the kit was actually on sale, I was able to get some of the stuff for the price. I was able to get what I needed. Uh, but again, having to do it over again, I'd probably go out and spend a little bit more money. Um, you're going to end up spending it anyway. Uh, have I done any modifications to it? Uh, and again, you'd have to say that my modifications would be that, you know, I went out and bought a new scale and eventually I, I don't know if you can call that a, a modification, but I haven't really actually done anything to them. Um, the only other mods I did were with the dies. Um, but again, it's, it's, I'll probably eventually sell the thing and then replace it with something a little bit different, maybe one of a turret or something like that, the press that I did. But when you're first getting into it, there's so many factors and so many things that you want something that's pretty simple. And usually you can sell them, and even if you you know, you know lose a few bucks on them, it won't be that big a deal. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, let's talk about just a couple of other things 
as far as reloading in general. When you first start out, you're going to need a few essentials. The main thing that you're going to need is going to be, and you can't really get around this, is you're going to have to have some reloading manuals. Now, the one that, coming from my perspective when I first started as a brand new reloader, the one that I thought was a really good reloading manual and one that helped me to understand kind of what the process was going to be and what was going to, what was going to happen was Hornady's. I also have one from uh, Nosler, and I've got one from Sierra. The Nosler one, eh, I don't really care for that manual too much. The Sierra one's pretty cool, but by far I'd say if you're brand new and getting into it, probably that Hornady one explains everything to you uh, in, a, in a real good way. It, you know, it lays it out pretty simple, so... Uh, also another thing that you're going to need is you will need calipers. I'd recommend getting maybe a digital pair and also a, um, the regular dial kind. Um, what's nice with the digital stuff is it, it can show you exactly, of course, you have to depend on a battery. And that's why I'd recommend getting both. Uh, I would also recommend having a digital scale. Uh, you can, they're, they're relatively cheap. You don't have to buy the super expensive ones. Uh, but you can just get one that's a, uh, you know, get one that's made for reloading and stuff. So, um, and as long as you're not really probably pushing the loads beyond what the maximum is recommended in the uh, in the manuals, and Yin's had, had touched on this a little bit too, and as long as you're not going under those, because you can get an under pressured load, um, then it doesn't have enough pressure to, to do what it needs to do. And this is would be more of a, a concern. An underpowered load would be more of a concern in a semi-automatic pistol as opposed to a revolver. But um, those are the things that you're going to need. You're going to need um, a good sturdy bench because you've got to mount that thing to it. Uh, but as far as just the the actual equipment, uh, and also with your, you'll also need the dies. Most of these presses will not come with the dies. So basically the stuff that's going to reform and allow you to put the bullets in and the powder and all that other stuff. Uh, and most of the dies are, they're all uh, pretty much um, uh, like a standard measure. So they're all consistent. So you can use a Hornady die and a Lee press and a Lee die and a Hornady press and all that other stuff. Um, unless it's something like what I have with with those bushings now as long as i have that bushing i can use any any set of dies in there it didn't matter uh, other than that um i think i'm going to go ahead and kind of wrap it up for today uh, let's see if there's anything else as far as reloading for what you really need uh, and again i think that main thing you've got you've the thing that you've just absolutely got to have again is that reloading manual you've got to have a good scale you've got to have a, a good set of calipers so that you can measure everything and make sure you're not seeding it too deep or too high, that type of stuff. And uh, probably my next purchase on some of the other things will be to um, to get a different powder measure. Um, other than that, that would be about what all you would need. So anyway, like I said, if there's any other reloaders out there, and um, I've left a bunch, and I'm sure I've left a ton of stuff out because this is just kind of a a quick review. Um, if you have an experience with the Hornady or, uh, what is it, RCBS or Lyman, um, Dillon, uh, things like that, go ahead, 
write in, call in at the voicemail, do all that other stuff. Oh, let me, I, I can't remember whether or not I gave the, uh, the contact info or not. If you want to email me and you're going to either uh, just send me the regular old email or you're going to uh, maybe do a review in email form, you can do that at thearmedape at gmail.com. If you want to leave a voicemail, and you'll have five minutes there, so you can do a good five-minute review there, you can give me a call at area code 206-339-3266, and I'll put that number and stuff uh, on the um, in the show notes at the website. That brings one last thing up. I had gotten a couple of emails from some people saying that they had tried to leave comments over, you know, at both at, at uh, The Armed Ape and at um, Firearms Cafe, my other podcast. And so I went in and they said they couldn't do it. So I went in and I retweaked some stuff. And right as I did that, within an hour, I was getting spam. So I just said, the hell with this. And I went back and I reset the settings. Now, a couple of people have been able to leave comments, but I think you have to sign in and register and do some other stuff, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, really, the best way to do it is just send me an email. If you'd like a, um, a comment of yours attached to one of the posts, I'll go ahead and do it. Just send me the email, and I'll cut and paste and, and, and uh, edit that into the post. So, Other than that, I think that's going to do it for today. Uh, I will see you monkeys next week. Later. This guy's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it. Oh,